Welcome to the bushwalking, canyoning and outdoor community. We're on to episode six and you poor bastards have been listening to my voice for too long if you've made it this far. The good news is today's going to be a relatively short episode. Today we're going to be talking about strength and conditioning and how it relates to your outdoor activities. <clears throat> but before we continue, this episode is brought to you by Bogan Canyoning. Why don't you have a bloody go? Today, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about strength and conditioning. It's more on the fitness side of the outdoor life and some people have dabbled in it, some haven't. With many things, there's uh, many horses for courses, and everyone has their own way of doing things. I'm not going to say that one way is better than another, but like many others, I have a preferred training regime. Depending upon what you're into, there is a myriad of options available to the outdoor adventurer or person. Whether you're into bushwalking, rock climbing, canyoning, kayaking, mountaineering, there are some amazing subspecialties in there as well. I'm going to put into the mix adventure racing, trail running, cross-country skiing and many others. With all that, it can get pretty damn confusing. But in my view, there is one common denominator in all these sports. Strength and conditioning. I'm not qualified in it, but I've read about it a bit and I am a proponent. It is a core part of my training, and since undertaking it, I've had much less injury than I used to. So you might ask to yourself, what is strength and conditioning? According to Wikipedia, the most credible uh, source in all of the internet, it is the focus on sports performance. This may be for a combination of strength training, aerobic conditioning, and injury prevention techniques. Now... It's a bit of a formal description, but the thing is, it is. I've found that the difference is on the more general aspect of the training. It is all about strengthening the muscles of the body to ensure that they can perform whatever sport you're aiming to complete and doing it without injuring yourself. It's been used for many years and is rooted in the high-performing athletic world. I'll admit that I'm not aiming to be the world's best, but its applications are very useful for general health and well-being. You are stronger, more resilient, have greater mobility, and the muscles don't have to work as hard for the same effort as previously. Since undertaking this form of training, injuries have significantly reduced, and the once big day of canyoning or bushwalking only leaves me tired, not exhausted. However, I have found one limitation to the training, to um, what I'm currently doing, and that is the cardio side of the training. For the gym I use, cardio training lasts for a maximum of 30-35 minutes, and it is of the higher than necessary intensity for what I'm normally used to. For most outdoor people, additional low intensity training is required to achieve this aspect. That's where all that exciting long-distance running, walking, or cycling comes, in, comes into its own. The big thing I do like about this form of training is its application. 
It is all about slow increases in progression, allowing the body to adapt to the changes that are made. This is a bit different to some other training programs that shall remain nameless, but focus on going as hard and as fast as possible. In my view, this is not sustainable, and it leads to a greater chance of injury. And for all of us, that's the last thing we want to do leading up to our next objective. So I've talked about this for long enough. And the next question you may have to ask is, where can I look for this? There are many ways to skin this cat and no gym or program is the same. Your local gym can be a good start. And then there is a proliferation on online options. Some gyms have been entirely fashioned to cater for strength and conditioning programs, and there is even a few people on the internet that have decided to focus purely on the hiking, bushwalking, and similar market. My recommendation for a great podcast to listen to on this sort of thing is the Training for Hiking and Trekking podcast. The bloke talks with much more authority than me on this stuff as he actually is qualified and can provide you with some good tips if you're new to the outdoors. It is really worth a listen. That's me done for today. And today we're up to the letter F in our alphabet of outdoor things. F today is standing for faff, as in to faff around, or to spend time in ineffectual activity. Stop faffing around and get out there bushwalking. Have a great day.